So are you excited? Yes. Okay, I'm the happy girl, so I like lots of excitement. This is fun. That's my, my little phrase, because if you're walking with Jesus, you should be having a lot of fun. Amen? Yeah, so if you're not having fun, come talk to me. We'll talk about we'll getting you a sozo, because uh, <laughs> you really should be having a lot of fun. And uh, Amen? So uh, my name is Lisa Taylor. Um, I'm married to the drummer. All right, that was fun. We good, Isaac? <laughs> All right, everybody's awake. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, we've been married 34 years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> we have lots of, yes, he is, no, he's cute. <laughs> So we have lots of fun. I'll tell you a little bit about uh, myself. Um, Dan and I got married in 1980. Uh, just have two beautiful kids. And just live in life. Uh, we both worked at Buick. And uh, life was going great. We just loved each other. And we were just having a great time together. And uh, I got, we both got laid off from the shop in 87. Uh, and so we were laid off from 87, 93. So it was a lot of time of figuring life out. And then uh, when we got back in, we decided, wow, we went from making $100 a week. <laughs> and we got back in the shop. We were making a little bit of money. We thought, let's, let's get a house. So we decided to build a house in Fenton and uh, dance from Fenton. So we got our house, and life was good. I mean, we were just on cloud nine. We, we had it all. We had the home, the kids, the dog, the, just the, the white picket fence. I mean, we were living the dream. And then all of a sudden, I realized something was missing in my life. And I was like, I couldn't figure it out. Like, what could be missing? I have everything. Everything that the world prays for, I felt like I was living. So where was this emptiness coming from? So I went to my mama, and she said, have you considered going to church? You know, I was raised Catholic, so I'm thinking, nope, I haven't really considered that. <laughs> you know, didn't really see where that would fit in to my life. Yeah, it's not Christmas, it's like Easter, I, you know. And uh, so I didn't know what to do. I, uh, I just cried out to the Lord. And um, in the shop, I was on the assembly line, and right next to me was a born-again Christian that was just madly in love with God. And right across from me on the line was a person born again, madly in love with God. And then on the other side of me was a man that was born again, madly in love with God. Uh -oh. Well, being raised in a Catholic church, I had never met people that were born again, on fire, and madly in love with God. We went to church, don't get me wrong. I went through catechism. I did all the right things. But I had never met anybody who loved God, that talked about the love relationship, that talked about, like, falling in love. And that's where my process began, that I fell in love. And so I just went and got myself a little New Testament and just started reading it. And, you know, things from my childhood came back of uh, different things that I was taught in the uh, Catholic Church. And that made sense for the first time uh, that I didn't understand when I was going through it, you know. And then all of a sudden, God just started speaking to me. And he just started loving me. And I fell in love. And I remember the day I fell in love with Dan Taylor because, you know, the goosebumps and the 
little stomach and the butterflies and everything, and he'd call, and you get it. Yeah, come on, everybody who's fallen in love knows that experience. Well, I didn't know that that was going to be the same experience with falling in love with God, that I would get that same excitement that I had when I fell in love with my husband that I have when I talk to Jesus, that to this day I still get goosebumps. To this day I still get that excitement. Don't you? Like when you're talking to the God of the universe, if you're not getting excited, then you're missing out. Amen? Amen. So I would like to pray this prayer from Ephesians over everyone. It says, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. The power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule, all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which in his body the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Amen. So, Father, I thank you that we receive your gift, your spirit of wisdom and revelation. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about revelation, that that's a gift from God, that we can't move forward until I got a revelation of how much God loved me. It was just a book. It was seriously just a book I was reading. It was, I mean, it's a great book, but without the revelation... It's just a book. And lots of people in the church read the book, but they don't have revelation of Father's love. They don't have revelation about how much God really, really loves them. And until that revelation comes into your heart, you, you, you struggle. You can't figure out, why, what's this all about? Why am I always struggling? And I, I just, this is a revelation. Revelation comes out of love. Revelation is the cross. The cross of Jesus Christ brings us revelation of the Father's love because the cross reconciles us to the Father. And without the cross, there would be no. Amen? And so, um, Lord, I just bless everyone here today with that revelation of the Father's love, of how much they are truly loved. Father, I thank you that they see the cross, they see the price, that Jesus paid, that we can be reconciled to you, Daddy. Hallelujah. So, just reading the Bible without revelation, Second uh, Timothy uh, says it's having a form of godliness without the power. And without the power of God, then what are we here for? I mean, really, what are we here for? And... If we are just, I mean, then we're just meeting on Sundays. Yeah, you're all nice. And we all, you know, put our cute little clothes on and we can have a good time. 
But without the revelation of his love and the power that we walk in because of that, then we just, you know, stay home because there, there's no point. We come here to encourage each other. We are a family. We are a family of lovers, right? We are a family of lovers that we get to come together on Sundays and Wednesdays or if you're in a small group, any other day of the week, that you get to get together with other believers to love, to go to a deeper place in love. That's what Christ died for, so that we can love each other. If you want to be Christ-like, then who are you loving right now? Who are you running the race with? Do you got a friend that you can call when you just want to smack somebody that will talk you off the ledge <laughs> and talk, <laughs> talk you off the ledge so that you don't, that they can ta- walk you back into what Christ's hope is for you, yeah, what his hope is for you, because his hope is greater than anything else that you'll ever experience. Amen? I mean, we've all lived a life outside of uh, Christ. We've all lived in the world. But he says, no more of that. He wants us to grow up. He wants us to walk in the giftings that he gave us. He says the gifts of God are irrevocable. He'll never take them away. No matter how messed up we get, you still have his gift. Amen? And that's fun. But are you using it? Are you walking in the power of the gift he gave you? Are you using the gift that God gave you? Because if you're not, then again, what's the point? I mean, who are you encouraging? I mean, when you're at the grocery store, you don't, it doesn't have to always be here. But you know what? This is a great place to practice that you can come in on Sunday and practice everything that he's teaching you so that when you get to the grocery store, you leave in here and you've got to stop at Walmart or you've got to stop at VG's or wherever your favorite store is and you stop to get something to eat and then you don't encourage a single person or you don't do anything. And then you come in the next Sunday and go, oh, I can't wait to encourage, but you just missed out on six days. Six days. And you know God brought somebody in your life to encourage. I mean, of course he did. That's what he came for. So we can encourage each other, you know, whether it's your mother, your brother, your sister, or your neighbor, or the stranger at the store. I love Patty's story about when she just went into the store to get something and the Lord gave her something and encouraged the man behind the counter. And she crossed the chicken line and she did it. Of course we get nervous. Did you think I'm standing up here? I'm not nervous. Of course we get nervous. But when you know that you know that God wants to set somebody else free, and it's not about me, because I'm already free. And then I get to impart in somebody else who God said they are. That's exciting. That's fun. And I tell people, you know, this is fun. That's what's fun. You walk out of that place so full, so excited that you are just like, I just gave life to someone. And you don't know if you're just planting the seed, you're watering the seed, or you get to bring the harvest. I mean, how cool would it be if you're the one that got sent in to bring the harvest? Has anybody here ever led anybody to the Lord? You know, that is the most amazing feeling. You know, and then planting a seed. Is if you don't plant it, I don't get to harvest. Amen? We've got to plant seeds. We've got to go out and do the work of the Lord. Amen? 
in First uh, Corinthians. I'm gonna. It's a little bit long, but I really feel like uh, the Lord just wants to, uh, chapter two. Whoops. Here we go. Hallelujah. And so it is with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you. I did not come with eloquent or uh, human wisdom, as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God, for I resolved to know nothing while I was ex- with you except Jesus Christ. Amen? And him crucified. That, that's the mission, right? I know nothing but Christ crucified. Amen? It says, I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration, come on, of the Spirit's power. So that your faith may not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. You know, if you're feeling discouraged, you should go get hooked up with a Mike Pickover. Because I'm telling you, you spend five minutes with Mike, and you will be encouraged. Because of the gift that God has placed in him, he's not afraid. To, to tell you what, what, it, what God is saying about you. Okay? Isn't that cool that you can surround yourself with people that tell you what God is saying about you? Yeah. Amen? Amen? That's what we're called for. I mean, if we're just, we, you know, this is a thing. We're, we did a little class on prophecy, and one of the things we learned that we can read, we can listen to sermons, and we can do all of it, and it's great. But if you don't have anywhere to let it out, you're just, I mean, you want to explode. I got to meet Robin um, Wednesday night, and I felt like uh, she was supposed to pray over me. And I asked her, and she was like, I feel like I'm going to explode. I have all of this in me. Well, this is the thing. We can fill ourselves up, but you got to let it out. Who are you letting it out on? You know? And that's when let it out on me. Encourage me. Encourage each other. Everybody's going through something. Right? It's so awesome to have somebody come up and just say, God wants to encourage you today. You don't have to know what's going on in their life because I tell you, that word is never wrong. Ever. You don't ever have to worry about, do you think God wants to encourage them? That's Holy Spirit. Yes. Okay? The devil doesn't go around trying to encourage us and make us feel good. He's the one that tells us that we're worthless. God's the one that tells us we're worthy. Amen? You are worthy. You are righteous. Amen? You are not sinners. You are saints. Amen? Because we're all in Christ. And that's why it's fun. <laughs> you know? The greatest thing is, I don't have to do nothing. I, you know, I fill myself up with his word, and then he does it all. I don't have to strive. I don't have to. All I got to do is be me and go across the chicken line. That helps. You know, but I believe everybody in here is going to start getting out of their seats and encouraging each other. Because once you do it here and you feel it safe, then it won't be hard when you're at the grocery store and you see somebody, you know, that just looks like they're having a bad day that you can just go up and encourage them. You know, amen. So it says, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. No, we declare. Are you declaring things? Are you declaring things? Because it says that everything in heaven is ours. So what are you declaring from heaven? 
It says that we declare. Amen? I love declarations. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, you should be declaring something. You know, you shouldn't, I mean, just getting up and just living is one thing, but declare from heaven what God's already promised you is yours. Amen? All right. Um, We declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden, and that God destined for our glory before time. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. You can just rest in that all day, right? So these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. It's not human wisdom. If you, if you get that at all, it's by his spirit that you receive it. It's by the Holy Spirit that you receive it. It's not our wisdom. We are not that smart, okay? If you don't realize that it's revelation from the Father that he is bringing to us, that we can go deeper. I mean, our cry should be deeper, Lord, deeper. We want to know deeper truths. We want to know deeper revelations of who you are and what you have called us to be. Amen? It says, the Spirit searches all things, even the thing deep things of God for who knows a person's thought except his own spirit within them in the same way no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God so think about it so he's saying here I love this so I have a spirit and then God has a spirit and guess where they both are they're in me and they're in you so we have both spirits living in us and it says that no man should know so my mind doesn't know but my spirit knows because they're communing all the time. So when I pray in the spirit, guess what? I'm ready to explode because it's like there's this amazing communion going on with me and God. You know, how often do you pray in the spirit? You know, challenge yourself because that's you and God getting hooked up. I mean, you should be praying in the spirit, right, Margie? Me and Margie talked about that a lot this week. Be praying on the, in the spirit all the time. Paul said he did it without ceasing. How? You know, I mean, while you're sitting there right now, who's praying in the spirit? Is anybody? You could be praying in the spirit while I'm talking that I actually am hearing from God. (laughs) And it's not just Lisa. (laughs) Because, you know, I am human, right? (laughs) Amen. Uh, What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit from God. Um, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. But the person with the Spirit makes judgment about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Amen? Amen? And whose mind are you, do you have right now? You know, you have the mind of Christ. So if you read your word, that's, that's your job. I mean, we, we are things we have to do. So one, read your word. Because then the Holy Spirit promises that as he needs it, he can make a withdrawal and bring back to our remembrance what Jonathan needs. 
Amen? So when I want to encourage Jonathan, well, if I have never put this in me, how am I ever going to make a, uh, how is the Holy Spirit going to take a withdrawal? He can't. So that's our job. We read the word, and then when we're out and about, then all of a sudden a scripture pops in our mind. We're in line with somebody. All of a sudden the scripture comes that uh, you are head, not the tail. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to say that. Well, guess what? The devil's not going to remind you of that. Again, you aren't that smart. I mean, (laughs) you know, Holy Spirit is amazing. He's a genius. He will remind you what needs to be said. We don't have to worry about what to say. That's his promise. That takes the pressure off. At least it does for me. I don't have to have no pressure because that's his job. He's taken all the pressure off. I can just go enjoy life. And when Holy Spirit brings somebody along my path that I'm supposed to encourage, he's going to bring me the encouragement because he wants to encourage them. And then he does it. I get to encourage. And sometimes I don't even remember. Then, you know, I have people come years later and go, I just want to tell you about that word you gave me. And I'm like, okay, I have no idea what I said, but okay. Because I didn't say it. Holy Spirit did. You know, he wants to encourage us. Amen? Mm. These are my notes. So I'm like, oh, I'm almost done. We're doing really good. <laughs> oh. So how do we get it from our head to our heart? How do we, 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 we read the word and we say, how do, you know, yeah, I know the word, but how does it go from my head? That is revelation from God. It's only by the spirit. I'm telling you, praying in the spirit is amazing. And if you're not doing it, you should be doing it. If you have the gift of speaking in tongues and praying in the Spirit, you should be doing it all the time. And if you don't, we're going to give you an opportunity today to have hands laid on you so you can receive it because it is a tool, it is a weapon. It's a weapon that God uses against the enemy. And if you don't have that, then, you know, there's other tools that he can draw from, but that one's really fast and really cool. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, um, revelation from God is where um, our hearts really get set free. Um, and, you know, um, I don't know if everybody here knows that uh, I help run a sozo ministry. Um, and that's why I love it. Because as a facilitator, all we do is we, we, we talk. And what the person that's getting ministered to, they get revelation from God. We don't tell them what God is saying. We let Holy Spirit do all the talking. Because I don't know what that person needs, but Holy Spirit does. And almost every person that gets sozo says the same thing. That's not at all what I thought was going to happen. That's not where I thought we were going to go. I had this idea of where we were going to go. But see, Holy Spirit knows. And we don't try to figure it out. As leaders, we just ask Holy Spirit, what is it you would like to say today? Where you want to go? He knows exactly where you need to go. So he can go to the deep parts of our heart and get them healed. So we can go to those places that got traumatized maybe as a child or just through life. Get those traumatized places healed, saved, and delivered. Amen? That's what Sozo is. Saved, healed, and delivered. And that is, um, that's my prayer for all of us, is that all of our hearts can be sozoed to the part, place where you just hear Holy Spirit, that you can just say, Holy Spirit, is this truth? And he's going to tell you, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be formal. 
You can just sit before him and he will tell you, that's a lie. That's not true. That's not what I say about you. This is what I say. Amen? <laughs> mm. So, let me go here. I'm not, I'm not as good as Pat at this iPad stuff. So, there we go. In Mark uh, 12, 22, it says, Have faith in God. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself in the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for them. Well, that's what Sozo is really about. It's about going to your belief system and telling you what is truth and what isn't. You'd be surprised on some of the things that you believe that aren't really God. And that he can go there and he tells you, okay, we're going to take that away and we're going to give you a new tool now. And it's a tool of faith. But if you doubt, it says, um, it does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done. Well, we get tripped up because we prayed for somebody to get healed and they didn't get healed. So doubt enters in, right? And then it starts rocking our belief system. Well, God just didn't want them healed. Well, if you can find me a scripture that will back that up, then we'll go there. But I can't find any scripture where Jesus walked around saying, I don't want them healed. I can't. I mean, if you can, you can talk to me later on and you can find a scripture to back that theology up. But I'm telling you, that's most people's theology. And so you've got to go against it. So we take it to Holy Spirit and ask him, where did that enter in? When did I start believing that lie? And then he can take you back to the place where doubt entered in and you believed it because the person didn't get healed. So, you know, the, the enemy, it's quick and it's easy. He says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. I mean, how exciting is that? Isn't that? That should make you laugh. That should make you giggle. You know, that's an exciting word. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. So we're just sitting here and... um, You think, well, I don't hold any awe against my brother or my sister. But trust me, Holy Spirit will show you. And through the sozo experience, a lot of it is forgiveness. That you just don't realize how much forgiveness is really, or unforgiveness, I'm sorry, is in there. And he wants us to, he wants to dig that out so that we can take it to the cross. We can leave it there so that we can move forward and we can go to the deeper waters. Don't you want deep waters? You know, the song, Deep Calls Out to Deep, that's what we want. That's what we long for. That's what our hearts long for. So we have to ask Holy Spirit, what's stopping us? If you feel like, you know, you've been in this plateau for a long time and you just don't seem to be moving forward, ask Holy Spirit. He's a genius. He'll tell you what your block is. The problem is, do you really want to know? You know, do you really want to know? Because it might be some pain that got buried deep down when you got hurt that he wants to pluck out of there. And, it, it, you know, he's going to expose some things. 
But that's okay. Because you know what? When it's, when, it's not, when it's buried, it festers. And it causes infection. And then you've got all this infection going on and you don't even know it. Next thing you know, you find yourself being angry all the time. I don't know why I'm so angry. I'm usually not an angry person. That's a trigger. Holy Spirit's trying to take you somewhere to get rid of that. Amen? So what I would like to do is Isaac and the team are going to come back up. And uh, and we're just going to pray. Um, we're going to ask Holy Spirit just for a lot of fun stuff. Amen? Amen. It says, have faith in God. Amen. Joe, can you turn the lights down just a little bit? So while they're getting ready, I would like for everybody to close their eyes and Anna and Mark and Pick, if you want to come up, they're going to pray with you guys if anybody would like prayer. And we're just going to do a little so-so one if that's okay with everybody. So you'll see that it's not freaky or weird or, you know, it doesn't have to shake you. It's just fun. Amen? So close your eyes. Hallelujah. If you just repeat after me, Father God, is there anyone that I need to forgive today? Mm-hmm. And when he shows you that person, whether it be their face or a name popped in your head, just take it to the cross. I need you to use this when the music plays. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Is it on? Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. So, Father God, we thank you for the gift of forgiveness. Lord, we take this person to the cross. And Lord, we give back to them what is theirs. And Lord, we just take what is ours. We thank you for your peace, your joy, your love. Mm. Lord, we call from heaven the things that you have given us. Mm. Praise you, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the price you paid on Calvary. I thank you for the cross. If anyone could just picture the cross, just see the cross. Lord, I thank you for that bridge, the cross, that bridge, the reconciliation to our Father in heaven. Jesus, I thank you for the bridge, for the cross, so we can enter into his peace. Mm. 
We thank you. We enter into the rest, peace, joy. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We call down from heaven everything you have for us. Mm. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the cross. Christy's going to lead us in this beautiful song. And if you need prayer today, come on up. We have amazing people that want to pray over you. We want to impart into you what God has already given us. Hallelujah. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the gifts. Lord, I ask you to stir the gifts up in this place. Stir them up. Mm. Lord, I think every chain will be broken. Every bondage will be broken. I thank you, Lord, for all the work that you've already paid at Calvary. And I thank you, Lord, we now enter into it. Mm, We receive all you have for us. Mm, Amen. We're going to go ahead and lead in this song. And if you got to go, you have a blessed day. Have a great day. We'll see you on Easter. And if not, come on up for prayer.